Hi, I'm John Wallace, and this is the next chapter. Here today with Dr. Cliff Hamlow. I first met Cliff in 1972 as a freshman at Azusa Pacific College. And back then, uh, Cliff was the athletic director and basketball coach. He has done a lot since then. He's been at the university almost 65 years. Um, and more importantly, Cliff is a Hall of Fame coach. He was recognized by the NAIA for his, um, not just his win-loss record, but his contribution to athletics in Southern California, around the country. So Cliff, thanks for being here today. It's great to talk with you. It's good to be here. Always good to talk to you. <laughs> well, as we were thinking about these podcasts and really about telling the Azusa story, your name is on my list because I love that you have been here as long as you have. In many ways, you're the institutional memory. But as you think about 60 years, especially that first part, because you did a lot of things besides coaching. But when you think about being a Hall of Fame coach, the many student athletes you influenced both as a coach and an AD, what stands out to you? What are some of those moments that you say, boy, that was, uh, I will not soon forget that. Well, I, th I think the thing that lasts is the fact that the students that were athletes keep coming back mm -hmm. and you keep in touch with them. And so you, keep, you uh, get attached to their families and to their uh, professions and to their uh, commitment to the Lord because that's always something that I ask them about and they know that whenever uh, they see me, uh, there's a question of some accountability at least. <laughs> So I remember that you were deeply involved in the officiating, especially of baseball. And, uh, you know, you did a lot of that yourself. I remember a conversation I had with you once, and I said, Cliff, what do you do if the runner and the ball get there at the same time and it's a tie? And what answer did I give you? You said, John, <laughs> there is never a tie. There is never a tie. <laughs> and I, I think that's one of the things about you I so admire. You, 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 you speak the truth in love in ways that few do, I think. You you call it as you see it, and I think that's a strength of your leadership. Well, I, I appreciate that. There, you, you have to be yourself, and you have to be true to yourself, and you have to be fair. As uh, And you mentioned officiating. I did football, basketball, and baseball, and I felt that I was a representative of the sport and that it was my job to uh, make the call as best I see it. You know, you watch all the replays now, and it may be a half an inch that they watch for 15 minutes. Well, as an official, you don't get that opportunity. You got a bang bang, and uh, they don't need you on the ones that are obvious and the ones that aren't obvious. Uh, you got you got to see it, and make it, and, and that's true. I think um, in coaching, you have to make decisions uh, on the go quickly. You can't foresee what the score is going to be uh, with a minute and a half left, and and so. Uh, you, you learn how to to uh, deal with the situation that, that's at hand. So I remember the sports that were present um, when I was here, but but Dr. Haggard asked you to um, create or, or establish athletics in a bigger way in your role as AD. So what sports existed before you came and what sports were added after? You know, when I came, uh, it was mostly intramural. They oh. would play once in a while, maybe against some uh, local town team or something like that. And um, in, I came in 1952, and in, in about the second year, um, 
guys that were coming had played high school ball and were saying, hey, we need to do something. And so we began to organize uh, the um, a schedule for them hmm. and uh, began to uh, get out into the community. Uh, in the early days, uh, the uh, I would say the 50s and early 60s, um, when we were Pacific Bible College and then Azusa College, uh, we were really known in the community um, for athletics, and we were known in the churches for our uh, choirs and music. As a matter of fact, when I when the first road trip I took as a freshman track athlete was to your hometown in Denier, and we ran against Stanislaus State. But it was expected that we would be in you know in Denier. There, I think there are three or four churches, churches downtown. Right. We would be in those churches telling our testimonies. We even sang. Right. Um, oh, yes. I mean, that was just a part of what was expected if we were a student athlete at APU. And and, and I think that it was it was important to uh, early early on um, various athletes. Oh, they played trumpeter. They played. We had one that played the accordion. We had uh, trombones. We had those kinds of things. And we put together oh in the mid '60s, I think, a letter. What we call the Letterman's team and mm-hmm. we would go out to churches on Sunday evening because they had Sunday evening services and they were always looking for some opportunity to fill those and it gave uh, our guys an opportunity to give testimony and some of them had never done any singing but uh, they got the <laughs> opportunity <clears throat> so you have seen athletics thrive at APU and we have a national reputation now we've won the director's cup a number of years in a row now we are in the NC2A division two um from where we begin to where we are today, where do you think we'll be in ten years? Oh man, that's a that's a tough question because um, we can't lose sight of why we have athletics at Azusa Pacific University. We're not. Uh, we've turned out some uh, Olympians and some uh, professional athletes, but uh, it's an it's to provide an experience because it's a life experience. And when they go out to um, their professions, uh, I think they're better because they've learned how to be team players. We, we have a problem being team people now. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. a bunch of individuals that put uh, put a headset on and and get into our own little world. And I think athletics uh, takes you out of that. I know my youngest son who's coaching now, um, when they get on the bus to go to a, a game, uh, they can't have their headsets on. Hmm. They got to talk to each other. When they come back, they can. Sure, sure. But uh, it's it's it, that's the experience that I think athletics. It's a lab, just like we have science labs. We have labs for uh, nursing, uh, where they have to go and and learn. I think that you learn those experiences through athletics. When you did your doctoral work, you did your dissertation on this idea of coaches as faculty. And, and uh, I think it's one of the great legacies of our athletic program. I, I often visit with our coaching staff. It's, re, it's remarkable to me how dedicated they are, how they see the, the court or the field as really their classroom mm-hmm. and the discipleship making that happens, not just in the athletic program, but in how they deal with students. How, how do you think about coaches and their role, especially at APU? Well, I think that, I think, I fought for them to be faculty members because I felt that um, I, I had this experience early on. Um, 
I had some athletes, and I saw athletics as part of a mission field. I, God didn't call me to go to the mission field, but he gave me a mission field, and it was in athletics. And um, I, I will never forget a professor coming to me one day and saying, one of your athletes is not getting his work done and behaving in class. And um, my response, and I believe it was prompted of the Lord, was, uh, have you prayed for him? Hmm. And that faculty member looked back at me without an answer, and I said, "You know, it, he's our athlete. He's our he's our guy. He's our mission field. And um, so, what he learns in your classroom is is vitally important. But he, he's also got to learn that um, the Lord wants to take hold of his life, and that happens through prayer. And that faculty member became a a very strong supporter." And, and took a new view of what athletics was about at Azusa Pacific. Mm-hmm. A number of years ago, um, the university honored you by putting your name on the basketball court. So we go in, and seriously, I, I, you know, it's more than just uh, basketball, it's volleyball. And, but here's Hamlow Court. Um, what pleases you about what you see on that court? And what concerns you about what you see on that court? Well, lots of things take place on that court. Chapel takes place on that court. That's true. As well as dinner rally, as well as athletic events. And um, it's uh, it's humiliating to some extent because you, you didn't serve to have your name put on something. Of course, of course. But it does give you an opportunity often to talk to people because they say, is that your name on the court? Yeah, well, then I can talk to them about my experience at Azusa Pacific and why I have been here. And God called me here rather than to the mission field someplace around the world. So when you watch a game, do you ever see a coach do something you that makes you grimace? Oh, yeah, but uh, John, we're, we're not perfect people and the athletes are not perfect. and. And that's why we're here. Uh, it's uh, we're always going to be learning. I'm getting old, but I still learn. Hmm. And um, I think that I think that's the important part of of a, if if the athlete or the coach doesn't learn from it, uh, that that's partly our responsibility to hold them accountable. And I think we do a pretty good job in the athletic department doing that.